listening to County Conversations, a podcast brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. I'm your host, NYSAC Multimedia Specialist Kate Pierce-Nims. We're joined today by Monroe County Executive Adam Bello to discuss a new county initiative that aims to keep local college graduates in the area after graduation. The program is called Rochester Emerging Talent and Innovation Network, or RETAIN. The RETAIN program offers recent graduates a $2,000 lump sum payment after having lived, worked, and networked in Monroe County for at least one year. Thank you so much for joining us to have this conversation today, County Executive. Thank you, Kate, for having me today. So to start us off, can you give us an overview of Monroe County, your community, and your current student population and workforce? Sure. You know, Rochester uh, is actually uh, known to be a college town. We have over a dozen colleges and universities in the region, not just in Monroe County, but the whole Finger Lakes region. And we're home to between 60 and 80,000 college students uh, that call our, you know, they call our region home for most of the year. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, that makes us so unique and special, too, is is the diversity of the colleges and universities that our region has to offer uh, our our community colleges. Uh, we have numerous community colleges in the in the in the region, um, all the way up to uh, the University of Rochester. That is uh, in, Roch- in the Rochester Institute of Technology that are world renowned universities uh, that are putting out uh, uh, doctorate degrees and in all sorts of emerging emerging fields uh, from students who are all over the world. We have literally at the University of Rochester, a significant uh, number of their students actually come from overseas. Uh, and uh, and then you know of course make their make their home here in Rochester while they're going to school, uh, and one of the things that we've noticed is that with all those tens and tens of thousands of college students who call us home for uh, several months of the year, nineteen about nineteen thousand of them graduate each year. But while we have one of the highest per capita uh, uh, number of students uh, compared to almost any other region in the country, we have one of the lower retention rates. Uh, of any of the regions across the country. And so that mismatch, I think, uh, obviously that's a challenge, but with that challenge comes an opportunity. So when we're thinking about economic growth, uh, we have a ready audience built in uh, right here with those 19,000 students where too many of them are flying across the country or across the world when they're done with their educational career. Uh, But when we have jobs we need to fill right here in our region, we have students right here in our region graduating, we're trying to think of ways to keep them here, incentivize them to stay here uh, and, uh, and, and help grow the economy in that way. Great, and right, as a result of the pandemic, we've been hearing from counties across the state that much like private businesses, they're having trouble finding staff. And obviously that's a concern for Monroe County as well. So can you talk about some of the positions you're really in need of and what effect these unfilled positions are having on the county? Sure. Yeah, just like the private sector, the county is is struggling as well to find staff. I mean, I don't know any employer uh, in my community that's not looking to hire. There's help wanted signs are everywhere and it's every skill level, every type of job you can think, every salary level. The county is no different. Um, and so this year, what, what we've what we've uh, uh, just launched here was an intent was a uh, incentive program uh, to to help retain and recruit new staff. Uh, particularly, we're focused on healthcare um, and uh, and public safety. So you know, at the end of the day, my view of government is that uh, public health and public safety 
have to be our top priorities. If we can't get that right, there's not a lot of other things we can do that are gonna be successful. Uh, so what we did was we offered an across the board pay increase uh, to all county employees uh, that take, takes effect actually this Friday. Um, and we also offered a, uh, a retention and recruitment um, incentive to all our current employees and new hires of $3,000 to be paid out over the next year and a half. Um, and, uh, and we're already starting to see that impact um, uh, in applications that are coming in since we've announced that. Um, uh, the workforce is starting to see you know, those increases. And on top of settling our contracts with our county employees, um, where it, 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 it's having a big impact on our, on our employees. Um, but it's also uh, uh, helping us stay competitive with the private sector as well. Uh, one thing I noticed when I uh, became county executive just a couple of years ago is that we don't, our salaries have not been keeping pace with other governments um, and the private sector. And uh, being able to offer that increase as well as the incentive to county employees, uh, I think is going to have a, a major impact. And that's a great sign of growth too for the county to know that if this is a program for new hires and current employees, then that's uh, a commitment that you're keeping up throughout their tenure with the county. So. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, you know, the county governments, a lot of people, you know, don't, don't fully appreciate what county governments do. Um, I think until the pandemic struck and then it became fully, you know, awareness became fully, you know, front and center of what, of, of the breadth and scale of what county governments really do and what our responsibilities are. When you think about public health, uh, counties really ran the local response uh, to the COVID uh, uh, pandemic. And, uh, you know, whether that's vaccination clinics, uh, testing sites, uh, or just even just getting the information out to the public about how to protect themselves and their families, uh, we really were ground zero uh, for the work that had to get done. And then when you see the recovery from that, the economic recovery uh, and everything else, uh, a lot of that falls to the counties uh, to be able to implement. Uh, and so, you know, making sure that we have a workforce uh, that can meet the needs of the community uh, is really important. Right. There's so much work that's done at the county level that really, like, is not all that made aware of. And so you're really on the front lines of your community and making sure that your community has its needs met and that you are collaborating with all of different businesses and different entities, organizations in your community. So in that... Um, in that topic. So can you talk a little bit about the collaboration that's gone into launching the RETAIN program? Sure. And the RETAIN program is interesting because it works side by side with what the county did with its own workforce. And it partners with the private sector to be able to actually help the private sector be able to do the same thing and impact those 19,000 students uh, who are graduating every year. And really the, the, the inspiration here around the RETAIN program um, uh, which stands for the Rochester Emerging Talent and Innovation Network, is really to try to look at who are these 19,000 college graduates uh, uh, that, that are graduating from our region every year, and where are they going, and what would it take to keep them here, and to help bridge that connection between uh, individuals who are looking for work and employers who are trying to fill those gaps and, 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 and fill jobs. Uh, and, and oftentimes, you know, just big picture wise and, and you know, my, my colleagues in government, I think will appreciate this. We oftentimes work in silos, right? And there's always a program for everything, right? There's, there's a lot of needs, but what we often lack is those connections. And what Retain is supposed to do is try to 
bridge that connection between those college graduates, local employers, while, offer, while also allowing those employers to be competitive, uh, to be able to offer salaries and other incentives to try to hire people to fill, uh, to fill those gaps. So that was really the inspiration behind doing this. And we launched this program uh, by working with the local business community, uh, uh, both our Chamber of Commerce and the Greater Rochester Enterprise, uh, both of whom are impacting our economic conditions here. One is working on recruitment, uh, retention and training. The other entity is working on bringing new business to Rochester. So by, by bringing those two groups together with the county and then with our colleges and universities and the student groups associated with those universities and our young professional uh, organizations here in town, we were able to create this pilot program that we think meets the needs of both college students and businesses. And it's a win-win for both because it, it incentivizes a graduate from a local university to stay in town uh, by offering them a $2,000 uh, uh, incentive, essentially a bonus to stay here and work here. But it also offers our local employers because we're doing it through the employer, which we can talk about how that works, but because we're doing it through the employer, we're actually giving that employer another tool to help recruit talent and fill those job vacancies. So it's really a win-win for everyone. It's a win for our the young people who are graduating. It's a win for the business community. And then it's a win, obviously, for the economy. Right. And by bringing everybody to the table, you can really address the needs of everybody and come to a conclusion. This is a great program. Like you keep saying, it's a win-win-win for everybody. There's, there's no downside here, right? So for on the graduate level... Right. And also to stay in your community that you've already been for in for at least, you know, for a four year degree for four years um, and for any kind of higher level degree, you've been in the Rochester community for quite some time. So this is your community and you are able to give back by being a part of the workforce in the community that you've lived in for so long. That's exactly right. And we've seen, you know, this. Um you know, you can look at incentive programs different ways. And, you know, as you go through COVID, uh, you know, we there was a lot of a lot of programs came out uh, through that to help support particularly our small business community. Right. There's a lot of grant programs for working capital to help pay employees to get through that that uh, that crisis that we were in. Um, and 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 now we're sort of emerging and trying to figure out what's that next step. Right. Of, of recovery. And this program, by bringing everybody together around the table, you're able to think about incentives and grants maybe a little bit different because this isn't, you know, one way to look at it is you can say, oh, okay, so you're just going to pay young people graduating college to stay here. It's not exactly right. What we're doing is we're offering businesses the opportunity to pay their employees more, to offer a bonus or an incentive to an employee to keep a talented local employee who, or a student graduate who we've already invested in, you're giving them the tools and the resources where everybody is strapped for dollars and, and they're, they're all trying, and, and, and the competition for employees is so fierce. You're giving that business now another tool to help incentivize that new employee, that college graduate to stay. So you can think about it a little bit differently in that you're benefiting both the college student who is entering a competitive market and you can also benefit the business who's also competing uh, for this talent. And so it's a, it really is a win-win. And, and you can do it that way when you break down those silos and put the various people and stakeholders around the table. 
Right, and it's a win for Monroe County because now you're bolstering your workforce. So even with you know, college graduates going to these industries, that is still benefiting your community. That's more people in your community. That's more people in your workforce. So that went all around the table. So Well, that's exactly uh, right. And, and even if you look at just how our economy is growing, right, and you think about economic development, one of the one of the things that we have that's that's sort of interesting in our region is we're, we're not really struggling to attract new business right at this point. Over the last couple of years, even while the, the country was struggling, our um, industrial development agency, our IDA that 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 helps you know with uh, incentives to help bring new business, did two point two billion dollars in investment in just the last uh, uh, couple of years. So we we've still been. And set, being able to bring new industry, new investments, and new jobs here. What we've really been struggling with is to fill those jobs. And if we want to continue as a region to be able to attract these employers here and uh, so that they can grow here, we need to fill that space on how we connect then employees to fill those jobs. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to continue uh, bringing those new employers here. Right, you can't just hold out hope that you'd bring new industry here and then the workforce will magically appear. So exactly. not really leaving that the chance. So so this is a great program. I just wanted to um, talk a little bit about the funding of the program. So the funding is being supplied by the Monroe County Industrial Development Corporation. And what will those um, grant funds look like when they're distributed? So the grant funds... Um, uh, again, so again, what's interesting about the way this program is funded um, through, we call it the MCIDC, it's our development corporation, is that the development corporation partners with businesses to help them uh, in their financing for expansions and things like that. So as part of that, the MCIDC collects fees from local businesses that they're helping to expand. And so what we've tried to do here was reimagine what those fees should be used for. In the past, what, the, what, what the, the county would do is they would take fees through MCIDC, they would take fees to our industrial development agency that uh, we refer to as Comita. And, um, and we would spend, and, and those fees really weren't part of any strategic plan. And so what I've asked the two boards to go back and do is, is to create and work with our team, which they've done, is to create a strategic plan on reinvesting those fees back into the economic or to the economic ecosystem. So when a, when a company comes to Comita or a company comes to MCIDC, they're looking for an incentive, they're looking for some type of public-private partnership. Um, and they're paying a fee to do that, those fees, in my view, then should be reinvested back into the ecosystem that helps support those companies so they can then be successful after they come here. So we've been able to do that. This program is a piece of that. So you work with a company, they pay a fee, they're, they're, they, they have a partnership with the county. We're now taking that fee and we're reinvesting it into the workforce, into people that can then go and work for that company that we helped to attract here. So I think it, it creates that revolving fund almost uh, uh, to help the company be successful. So this, comp th this program is funded through the MCIDC uh, by fees that are paid by businesses that are coming here and growing. And then the companies, them the, 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 the fee, the, the incentive payment will actually flow through the company. So the company itself will apply through our economic development a department and then um, the fee will be paid to the company that goes to the employee so that 
Um, so it's it's so that it's clear it's a benefit to the 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 the, the uh, employer to be able to uh, help uh, uh, incentivize their new workers. So it's a sustainable solution, though, so that it's funded through the companies to MCIDC and then back to the companies to support this initiative. So just uh, I, I love your use of the phrase ecosystem because it really is that kind of cyclical um, support of each other in this community. So we are going to take a quick break here to hear a brief message from a sponsor of NYSEX, but we'll be right back to the conversation. With offices across New York State, the Bonadio Group provides a complete range of financial and consulting services, from auditing and tax to multidimensional accounting, business advisory, and more. The Bonadio Group takes pride in delivering a full suite of resources to school districts and public authorities, as well as state, county, and municipal clients. To learn more about their services, including their outsource accounting and finance solutions, visit bonadio.com. So now that we've discussed some of the details of the program, I wanted to focus on what the business end would look like to participate in the Retain program. So what do companies in the county, companies' businesses, have to do to be eligible? And what industries are eligible for the Retain program? So there are a few uh, guidelines uh, uh, in order to be eligible for this type of funding. Um, The first is that um, the uh, employee uh, who the company is applying on behalf of in order to receive the incentive has to have graduated within uh, three years, uh, the past three years from a college or university located in the county and hold a four-year degree or a master's degree. Um, they, ha- they have to have obtained full-time employment uh, at a business that's headquarters within Monroe County. So you have to be headquartered here as a business. And it's also only for companies that have 100 or less employees um, so it's, it's, again, targeted towards the small to mid-sized businesses. And the employment, um, the degree has to be linked to their employment. And again, we're looking at technical fields. Um, uh, so we're looking at employment in the fields of advanced manufacturing, life sciences, optics, photonics, and imaging, um, or software IT development. Um, and so the, the degree has to match um, uh, an employment in one of those fields. Um, and, and, and so, so we started there. Um, we've already had, since we've launched it, dozens of companies already reach out uh, looking for applications. So this pilot program may actually end up expanding quicker than we anticipated um, because those are really growing and emerging fields in our county, uh, but also in the whole Finger Lakes region. You'd often don't under you know fully appreciate you know the the, the size of the uh, advanced manufacturing facilities that we have here, the optics and photonics industry that we have here. But there are literally tens of thousands of jobs that are open and available today in those industries. And those industries really align well with the programs that are available at the colleges and universities within the county. So I think of you know institutions like RIT and U of R. And even the community colleges, there are programs, degree programs from those institutions that would align well with these industries that are in the county. So that's exactly right. No, that's a, that's a great point to make. You look at the Rochester Institute of Technology, you look at University of Rochester, uh, even like you said, MCC, uh, MCC, Monroe Community College actually has the only uh, associate's degree in optics manufacturing uh, in, the, in, the, in the world. 
exists right here at Monroe Community College. It has a 100% uh, uh, job placement rate for its program. Every student who goes through the, uh, the optics manufacturing program at, uh, at Monroe Community College has a job. And oftentimes it's a job within just a couple of weeks of starting the program. Uh, when I was, I, I toured the facility, I had an opportunity to do that just a, a few months ago. And uh, they were telling me that they had a student just uh, join the program within six, was, was their only student without a job yet, within six weeks, had a job while they were still going through the program. Um, those are the types of programs we've got to start investing more in, which we can talk about too, <laughs> as well. Right, and what I wanted to talk about too is since there's this great, you know, there's this great program, benefits everybody, how are you getting the word out? So are you going directly to businesses through the MCIDC or are you going straight to colleges and universities so that students in these programs anticipate this program upon graduation? Uh, what are some of your outreach efforts here for this program? So it's a little bit of both. Um, we're going through a, a number of our networks actually that helped us create this program. Uh, so we're working with uh, the colleges and universities, uh, uh, which were represent. And uh, uh, we actually started with a press conference. We launched it obviously with a press conference to make sure we had a nice broad um, uh, understanding or awareness of the program. Uh, and in doing that, we partnered with the colleges and universities uh, who are, who are uh, conferring these degrees uh, upon, uh, upon their students. We're also partnered with the business community uh, through our Chamber of Commerce, uh, which is a, a, obviously an organization that helps support local businesses, uh, big and small, um, in and, and really is focused on talent recruitment and retainment. Uh, and, and then we also partnered with the Greater Rochester Enterprise, which is a business um, attraction organization, essentially. It, it's a, collabor a, a collaboration of a public-private partnership that helps to attract uh, and recruit new businesses and new industries here. And then we also partnered with our local um, uh, 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 young professional network. Uh, as well. So we're trying to get the word out through those various uh, networks. And so far, so far, it's it's been pretty successful. Um, in just the first week after it's launched, um, I think we probably have more applications now uh, to go through than we actually had slots allotted for this first year. We want to start as a pilot program because we weren't sure uh, to how successful it would be uh, upon its launch and what the interest really fully would be. Um, but the interest is clearly there. Uh, so uh, we're going to have to look for ways to expand it in the future, but um, uh, we're not going to have any issue filling those first 50 spots this year. Definitely. And I'll just say that from my end, learning more about this program, there's a great section on the Monroe County website for our listeners. Of course, we want to check this out um, about the program and a great FAQ section for a program that is just in its infancy uh, about different eligibility and different aspects of this program. So definitely check that out, monroecounty.gov slash planning dash retain. So that's very great just for your web team that 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 big quick shout out for that because it's a really well put together section of the website. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So in addition to this program, the retain program, are there any other workforce initiatives that are on the horizon for Monroe County? Because this is just one piece of it, right? So this is attracting local college graduates um, who are on the younger side. So what are some other initiatives that you have planned? 
So there's two initiatives that sort of work side by side, um, and uh, uh, that were in the, the in the one that we started just a couple of, just about a year and a half ago during the pandemic, and one that we're launching right now. Um, and it's really again focused on workforce development. Those are that really our our target right now when it comes to uh, economic growth uh, and economic what we think of as economic development. Um, a couple of years ago, we started a program thinking about healthcare because the healthcare workforce. In uh, in our region, but it's really across the country. If you really think about it, has has uh, has faced significant challenges. Uh, and when when your healthcare workforce is reduced, it ends up um, hurting the entire system. The hospitals uh, uh, are stuck. We have people really stuck in a hospital in a acute care setting that really shouldn't be there um, because there's no beds in a nursing home. There's no beds in the nursing home because we don't have enough nursing home staff. But there's people in a nursing home that really need to go home, but they can't go home because there's not enough home care, healthcare workers. And so the, the whole system ends up getting stuck. People are not getting the appropriate level of care and it's costly to everyone. So we really need to focus on healthcare. Uh, so what the county did was we created a pro program called Empower. And we worked with uh, the Monroe Community College uh, on a training program uh, for uh, CNAs, uh, LPNs and RNs so that when when uh, we can help incentivize more employees workers into the healthcare system by starting through our CNA program, and we can do that because Monroe County also operates a nursing home, Monroe Community Hospital. It's one of the largest nursing homes in the state. And what we can do is we hire employees as CNAs uh, into uh, into MCH. Um, those employees are not CNAs yet, though. We hire them as CNAs, and then we send them to MCC. To get their CNA certification training, we pay them as employees for that training. We pay for the training so that there's no cost to the employee. And then when they're done with their certificate program, they can come back across the street and go to work as a CNA in the facility. And so we're and then and then what makes the program even better is that because it's a county-run program, we're able to then more efficiently wrap the other supportive services around that individual um, that the county has so transportation daycare whatever those other barriers to employment or success would be we can wrap those services around those individuals and then also create that career ladder so once they're a cna they're successful in our nursing home you know we can work with that individual do you want it do you want to go further do you want to be an lpn you want to be an lpn great we're going to send you across the street and send you to the lpn training uh and pay you as an employee so then you can really go through that ladder that career ladder of advancement um, through no cost to you. Um, and we call that the Empower Program. And from that Empower Program and the success that we've had with that, um, what, we've, what we're looking for is other ways to feed that workforce development ecosystem. And I started looking at uh, uh, our uh, industrial development agency called Comita. And the way Comita works is that a local business uh, that needs uh, some sort of incentive in order to to build. So they need a a, a, a pilot, a payment in lieu of taxes agreement. They need uh, a sales tax exemption, a mortgage tax exemption, some sort of exempt, some sort of uh, incentive in order to build. Um, they go to Comita, they pay a fee based on the size of their project, and then Comita takes that fee. They get their incentive and they build and they start hiring. Comita has um, a, a pot of money 
that they have from those fees without, again, a strategic plan on how to spend those dollars. And so what we did was we worked with Comita this year to put $2.5 million from that pot um, into a revolving fund. And then Comita agreed that on all future fees that are paid by future businesses, a percentage of that fee will go back in to replenish the fund. So we've created a sustainable fund um, that is being funded through fees paid by businesses that are building and growing in Monroe County um, that taxpayers are investing in. Because when we give an incentive, that's an investment that taxpayers are making. They pay that fee in exchange for the investment. We then are going to take that fee and we put out an application process to workforce development programs to help support um, training the workforce to then go into those jobs that we've helped create. So think about it like this, you've created, um, you, you, we basically closed the circle. We're taking fees from a company that taxpayers then invest in so the company can grow and create jobs. We're gonna then take those fees and invest it right back into those taxpayers who offered those incentives to train them to go take the jobs that they helped create. So you created a revolving fund, it's sustainable, um, and it can help support programs like optics that I talked about just a few minutes ago. When you have a program at MCC that has a 100% job placement rate in uh, the field of optics, and Comita is investing, taxpayers are investing to help optics companies grow and expand here, well, then shouldn't we take the fee that the optics company is paying, reinvest that fee into training workers that can then go work in those optics companies that we've incentivized to be here so that they're successful and they can continue to grow. So we've created, again, you, you invest in that ecosystem. Um, we just launched that now. We're accepting applications from those types of workforce development programs like an optics program. We're also working with the local construction trades as well uh, because someone has to build these facilities, right? Someone has to build these, these companies that are coming. Well, we are struggling as a region just like everybody else is to find enough construction workers. So here we go, same thing. Companies are paying a fee so they can build and they can afford to, to build. We're taking a piece of that fee. We want to invest it in uh, the workforce to train the workforce and then go build a building. Um, so you create that. Um, uh, again, we're, we're, it's like a, a circle of life here. But, we're, but we want to make sure we're investing those fees back in. It's something that uh, hadn't been done uh, in, in, in decades here since Comita was formed. Um, really, there was really no thought into what the strategic plan should be for those uh, for those fees. And, and we look at that as not just a, a, a pot of money that's available for pet projects, whatever it is you, you're thinking about, we're thinking strategically how to reinvest that money into the workforce. Right. That's a strategic investment and an opportunity for growth in your community. And I was also just thinking now that like, uh, there are so many help wanted signs everywhere, right? There are so many options. So it's, not enough just to post a help wanted sign. You have to have something that sets you apart. And these programs in Monroe County really set apart from other job opportunities and make you really competitive. And a competitive, it's, it's a worker's market right now, right? If you can shop around and look for incentives anywhere, you're looking for the best incentive. And so these are really right. great programs here in Monroe County. So as we're coming to the end of our conversation today, I could talk about this all day. It's so fascinating. Um, but as we're coming to the end of our conversation, what advice 
would you give to other county leaders looking to implement similar programs? Or what are some of your closing thoughts on this program and what impact it's already had on your county and what lessons you've learned during this process? Well, so the advice I would learn is the advice that I have and what I think we've learned is that you have to get creative uh, about the investment in the individual. Um, there is in, in, um, in, how, in, in how you connect that individual to training and to the open job. Because we, we often have three, I, I look at things as buckets, right? I always put like issues and challenges into buckets. We have three buckets here. We have um, job uh, 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 creators, right? So those are, that's the, the companies. We have job creators. We have job seekers. Um, those are the people looking for work. And we have job trainers. And those are like our colleges and universities, certificate programs, uh, all those training programs. Those buckets right now are very siloed. Um, they're siloed here. They're siloed all over the place. We have we've got to do a better job at connecting those three buckets so that somebody who's looking for work or, or is underemployed and looking to grow themselves, there has to be an easier connection to the job that exists with the training program that exists that allows that person to move into the job. If we can get that right, we'll see less help wanted signs out there because um, there are people who are looking for these jobs. They're just not connected in the right way. Um, and the proof of that is that in so many different programs, again, I, I use it as an example because it's such an easy one, but the optics program, it's so easy. It's 100% job placement rate. So we've got to connect people to that program to get them into the jobs. Um, uh, the building trades is just another really great example, right? Um, you don't have to go to college. You don't have to come out with all that student debt um, to get a really good paying job with a pension if you're in a union job um, and, and you're getting a skill that gives you a career that you can take with you the rest of your life. Um, we, we need to connect them because right now we're, we, we need trades workers, right? And so we've got to, we, we, we've got to on a more broad level connect those buckets in a, in a stronger way. Great. Thank you so very much for taking the time to have this conversation today. Um, for our listeners, we've been joined by Monroe County Executive Adam Bello, and you can definitely find more on the Retain program at the county's website at monroecounty.gov slash planning dash retain. Again, I said mentioned it earlier, but it's a great resource for anybody looking to implement a similar program to go through those checks of eligibility and really see how it's tailored to fit Monroe County. So thank you, County Executive. I've really enjoyed our conversation today, and I hope that your peers in county government will as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. I enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to this episode of County Conversations, brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. We hope that you will continue to enjoy these county government-focused conversations, so make sure to subscribe to stay up to date.